1: Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I'm your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, and along with my co-host, Jack Humphrey, we are the co-founders of com and com, the all-new affiliate network for companies doing good. How are you today, Jack?
0: I am excellent. I'm having one of those awesome days, and I think, I think it's getting to be a pattern on Tuesdays for our show. I just... Love the guests we've been getting lately. It's uh, it's really awesome. Our new producer is kicking butt,
1: isn't she though? Thank you, Andrea <laughs> Adams Miller from the Red Carpet Connection. Well, why don't we tell everybody yeah. about the fantastic guest she lined up for us today?
0: Today we have Mark Demetrio, who is a nationally recognized mortgage banker, best-selling author, and top-rated speaker. Mark has spoken at dozens of events, including the Mastermind Summit, featuring world-renowned motivational speakers Tony Robbins and Barbara Corcoran from ABC Television's Shark Tank. As an authority on real estate and finance, Demetrio has been quoted in articles in the New York Times, Huffington Post, Reuters, the, nation- or the Associated Press, and many other local and national publications and media outlets. His grandfather's hard work and success inspired him to write his best-selling book, Lessons from My Grandfather, Wisdom for Success in Business and Life, and he strongly believes that success is a choice. Thank you, uh, Mark, for successfully getting to Leverage Masters. Welcome.
2: Thank you very much. My pleasure to have me on, and that was a great intro. I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we have to start you off the way we start everyone. Everyone has the same exact question every week. That was a little bit about you. What are you super excited about right now? What got you out of bed this morning, ready to greet the day? Well,
2: yeah, you know, every day I'm very excited, and it's one of the things I preach to people is, you know, take on every day with, uh, with you know, with zest and passion and, and get it going. You know, when you have uh, goals and dreams established, you know, short-term, midterm, and long-term ones, you always have something to drive for. So for me, every day is just getting up, being grateful to be alive, start the day with a plan of action, do some exercise in the morning in my brain and my body, and then start starting to hit the ground running. So I'm a uh, very positive individual and like to you know stay motivated that way. But if you if you follow some of those things I just mentioned, it uh, makes for a, a fruitful start to the day.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what what helps you get through days where you, where you aren't feeling it? Because there's no human being I've ever met that's ever just stayed up all the time. Like how do you how do you how do you be up or or have hope for the next day maybe if this day just isn't cutting it for you energetically or business-wise or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I get that a lot and I, I will tell you I'm probably one of those uh, rare exceptions where I'm uh, most of the time pretty much positive and upbeat and ready to move forward and just to keep moving forward. So you know, <clears throat> when there's times that those things happen, you just kind of just you know get back to your plan and stay. just try to refocus yourself. I mean, one of the things I, I preach to people as well, and I live myself, is whenever I feel like a negative thought's coming into my brain, because your brain's like a sponge, it could be either laying in bed or when you're getting your day going, um, you really work hard to not let your body and brain take on that negative thought. I mean, it's really it's really a brain power thing. So I think ultimately, I think when people go through life and they constantly think about negative thoughts or things that happened in the past, or what could have been or should have been, it kind of drains you. And uh, if they realize that there's just negative things in your brain that you really don't need to have to get your day going. So a little bit of a slight tangent, but I think just ultimately staying focused. I mean, that's the only thing I could tell you. I mean, my grandfather's story when we get into it is just one of just perseverance, fortitude, faithfulness, moving forward, never looking back, except to learn from the past. And I've been schooled that way as my mentor, really, really schooled. And, and my brain is really... Um, Massage those thoughts, and I use it on a daily basis.
0: Some people would probably think that this is a bit of a provocative statement. People who who don't really believe this yet. Um, success is a choice. Can you go into that a little bit further, and maybe the backstory as uh, as to how that came about?
2: Absolutely. So one one of the chapters in my book talks about success, and when you think about success in general, it's a very big word, and success can mean different things to different people. So some people think success is having a plane and a yacht and traveling the world and living a lavish life. Other people's success is just having a family with a white picket fence and a dog and vacation once a year and less stress in life. That's successful also. So you have to determine first of what is success to you? What do you want out of life? And it's not just with business. It's life in general. It's relationships. It's how you help others. It's being a successful individual. It's not just about money. People need to understand that. Success then comes to success to choice how you decide that you want to be successful what you decide success is and how you take on life to get there they're all choices that you make if you decide you want to be successful in your marriage in your relationship with your kids in your career in monetarily getting successful these are all choices that you'll make and to get to that success is choices and habits and rituals and hard work dedication sacrifice all those lovely words that go into it to get to that success so success is a choice because you decide one day, or one week, or one month, or one time in your life, to say, "I will now strive to be successful." I'm making a choice to move my life in that direction, and every asset and every facet of my life towards that goal. And that's what success—the choice—is. It's kind of deep, but that's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah. What if you are? What if you are switching? Like when I was growing up, there were career paths that people would get on, and they would work for the. Because it sounds so weird to even say nowadays. They work for the same company their entire lives and they get a gold watch. That gold watch thing is something that probably millennials don't even know anything about or days, have heard anything yeah, exactly, about.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: But, but that programming kind of stuck with me. Like from a young age, I, I always thought that you just progress and you get better at something, you go up a ladder of some sort, either as an entrepreneur or in a corporate setting, and um, we've come to learn that that's not actually what most people are even doing anymore. That's not what people look for. Lots of people find themselves um, around my age, uh, in their 40s, 50s, starting over, or feel, having a feeling of starting over. And what, what would you say to people who are just like, how the heck do I do this? I'm in a transition period. I'm a, I've been doing something for a long time, and I thought maybe I'd be doing it maybe forever. I never thought I'd be doing this new thing now and they really feel like newbies but they're experts at something else but the thing the direction they're going now they're newbies how do you talk people through that kind of stuff and make it so that they choose success anyway and just go for it how do you go for it
2: yeah that's a a very very good point you're making i mean good points in general so i encourage people and i do hear people all the time making changes in their lives either because they decide to make a change. And then there's a lot of work that goes into making that change successful, or they decide that a change is needed. So I'll, I'll going to come back to that in one second. What I'm going to say to people is, as you go through life, at every point in your life, I always urge people to look themselves in the mirror and reflect by themselves, quiet time, and look at every facet of their life and see if they're happy where they are with their relationships, again, and their work and everything else like that, and decide if a change is needed and make that change because your life's in different buckets. Every relationship, family, kids, work. You know, spiritually, whatever it may be, you have different buckets in life. And how, how is each bucket, and your own body, excuse me, body, mind, and soul, is everything aligned? So these are all different buckets in life. When people look at their life and say, I'm not happy where I am, or I want to change, you know, it's, it's a big word, to, big, big sentence to say, or big words to say, because it's really, that's everything. But when you break it down into pieces, I tell people, take one bucket at a time. So that's my message to people in general, and take one at a time, put out a plan of action to conquer each bucket, and then you'll get to a full change for the better. For what you're saying now is, this happens all the time for people. Again, for careers, divorces with, you know, divorce rates 55 percent, that's a major change for everybody. Careers also, people don't re- maintain their, their whole life, not one job. it doesn't happen anymore, mostly. What it comes down to for people and this is a very big word in a chapter in my book, Purpose and Passion two very, very, very big words in life, purpose and me, passion. What is your purpose in life? What is your purpose to yourself, to others around you, to what you're doing? The purpose word is powerful. And when you deep, dig deep down to f- figure out what's my purpose, it, it makes a difference in your life to understand what you're doing, understand your why, as they say, and bring in the passion with that. So what I'm going to go into now what you just said is the passion part. If you're passionate about something you're going to be doing, And I mean that, let's stay on a career for a second. If you're passionate about whatever career move you're making, that passion is magnetic, powerful to anyone that's around you. When you have passion and you're selling something, you're consulting on something, or you're working for a company, it's overwhelmingly exciting to people around you to hear that passion. And when your purpose is aligned with that and you believe in what you're selling or doing, you combine them together, you're unstoppable. You know, so that depends on how much time you want to put into it and work, it and how much money you want to make. That's a different story. But that makes you unstoppable. So for people that are in transition, ever, I always encourage them: don't worry about the money right now. First, worry about what are you passionate about, and you feel like your purpose is aligned with what you're doing. That's the most important piece of it. The second thing I tell them is definitely be in a career or opportunity that brings you the income that you need to survive on. Because if you're the best widget salesman in the world and you're selling widgets at a penny apiece and you have to send, sell thousands and thousands of it, that may not be the best career for you, best position. But being something that has the opportunity to bring in the income that you like to desire, that's something that's very important to go with that. hope I answered your question. I was kind of a little long-winded, but I wanted to be thorough about it.
0: No, that's great. I love it. I love it. And I'm thinking also about people who, uh, are in transition that may have been a little bit more foisted on them than their choice and they feel a little bit lost as to where to go next. Where do you go to find that passion if you feel like you don't know really exactly what you're passionate about, but you know you got to get off your butt and do something?
2: Yeah, this, is, this, is, this comes back to this deep reflecting. I mean, you look at kids that graduate college, right? You know, I, I urge kids all the time in high school and college, meet with your guidance counselors, go online, take these self-reflection tests, take these different type of, you know, you know who am I, what am I type of tests, which really figures out which, you know, which, you, which box you pigeonhole yourself into as far as your personality traits, you know, who you are, what, what career you'll be good at. I bring this back to adults as well. You have to figure out, and if it means going back to those same personality traits, to figure out what am I good at, where am I Strengths and weaknesses. What would I like to do? Sometimes it sounds, you know, easy for me to just say, "Hey, you know, figure out what you want to do and just go and conquer it." But sometimes people don't, want yeah. to know, don't understand what they want to do, know what they want to do. But this is really truly reflection time. Whether it's with somebody that you can trust, a counselor. You know, it could be a priest, a coach, a mentor, you know, somebody around you. But you need to really understand you and what's important to you. And there's, you know, 15, 20 questions you can pry out of somebody, excuse me, answers you can pry out of somebody to figure out where you want to be, what you want to do. But you have to figure that out. And that's, that's, it's not that hard if you just take the time to work on it.
0: Yeah. So I, w- I would imagine going a little bit back to um, you saying that you're one of the rare ones that is mostly up mostly going, mostly full of energy and everything. And I know people like you. I've seen people like you before. <laughs> and I've never been able to figure you out, really, exactly. <laughs> and and you you know you're an enigma because you know how people look at you, that you've been yourself all your life, and you've experienced how people are a little bit incredulous as to how can people like you just be, you know, you're described that way, always on, always up, and, and everything like that. But that also helps people like they'll look at you and go, well, he's got something that I don't. That's what it is. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but what I do know is he's got something I don't, and I'm going to use that as an excuse to work against my own success because I can't do what he's doing. I can't be up like that all the time. Can you tell people why you're not genetically predisposed to this and that maybe you know, people can have some hope that there's that energy in them as well once the passion is stoked?
2: Well, I've, I've been told many times that people wanted to get a blood, my blood transfusion. of a little bit of my blood to get that energy in them. So it's pretty funny <laughs> pretty funny yeah. you're saying that because people say, you don't even drink coffee and you have that energy? So no, I don't drink a lot of coffee. I just, just kind of have it in me. I didn't even I, know about
0: that. Now it's even worse. I didn't even know about the coffee thing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink a lot
2: of coffee. I don't need a lot of coffee. So well, I'm going to tell you, it really goes back to my upbringing. Um, I was not uh, born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I had a paper out since I was 11 years old. I haven't stopped working since. Um, so believe me, I'm not one of those people that was, you know, was fortunate enough to have a lot of money as a kid. And, you know, middle-income families, what we had, but you know, we worked hard. But I'll tell you what it comes down to. My grandfather, which we 'll get into in the book, my grandfather, his story, his message, his wisdom, his inspiration is what drove me you know, to, to no end. My parents also were inspiring, and they were good mentors in their own right as well. my grandfather 's story, when I, we get into it, it just it, it was always so inspiring to me, and this man was one of the most joyful people i 've ever met in my life, and the trials and tribulations or hardships this individual had and still stayed up and still stayed positive and still stayed joyful and every meal was the best meal he ever had. he would literally say that. This, this the best meal I ever had. This man, to have this influence in my life um, in an amazing way, has, has really driven me to, to be successful. And that's why I wrote the book to share my mentor with the world and share the gifts that I had, the advantage that I had. It's in my book. And that's why I put it out there. It was a very unselfish thing to do. It cost me a lot of time and money, um, but I did it to get it out there and, and share my grandfather with the world. Um, and my mother was also a very driving positive force in my life. You know, one of those, you could be anything in life. Uh, you know, the girls are going to love you. You're so handsome. You know, when you're a little boy um you know you can be a president of the united states you know that positive influence it just it's very powerful for ki- for kids of all ages um, when you have that powerful positivity being flow towards you all the time you know teachers and counselors and and people out there in the world they realize how powerful that is Uh, I think we do a better job of continuing to put positivity into our kids that you you don't don't say you're stupid or don't say you I'm gonna fail or don't say I don't do this well don't say I can't do that all those words are horrible it's all about positivity so and I'm like almost like a test case of how life could be you know if you have that constantly around you all the time so that's uh, again just just a little bit of extra return on the answers there, but I want to give you the full picture of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, well, let's bring your grandfather on the show because I feel like we can almost do that given that yeah. this, isn't, this isn't just a story about a couple of things you learned sitting on the front porch with your grandpa. <laughs> this is right. like he really profoundly affected you in every way it sounds like that is possible to do. And it feels like you can, maybe you're channeling him a little bit when you're really on fire, which seems to be like a lot of the time, but like, it, does it feel like that? I mean, it it sounds bigger than when I just read the title of your book and, you know, I I read about it and I've I've seen things like this before. I thought to myself, I've seen things like this, but I don't think so. I think this is like a really, really massive deal to you. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about your grandfather some more and, and his story and, and she, um, let people see kind of what this is all about.
2: Yes, yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah, so <clears throat> I would say channeling is a good word because he is within me. Everything I've learned, everything I know, my success, my wisdom, my guidance, I've learned so much from this gentleman. You know, He retired when I was born, basically, so I was very, very fortunate. For 37 years of my life, this man was around us all the time as my grandfather, best friend, and mentor to the point where he would cut out Clippings of papers. He read three papers a day in his retirement. When he was here in Jersey or in Florida, he'd clip out articles about health, fitness, business, the stock market, just anything in general that would relate to me. He would clip them out and literally give them to me almost every day or, or mail them from Florida. He thought of me as a son he never had, and he continued to feed me with wisdom and knowledge of my, really my entire existence. And just being around him wasn't just that he was always saying things to me, but just being around him, his mannerisms and his his uh, inspiration of the people, uh, helping others around him all the time in his life, and even you know when he was older, giving gifts, you know giving gifts to people or giving tips to people, he was just a gracious individual. So what I would say about all that is that you know. Having been around him so much, I wrote the book from my heart and my, and my passion. I have, you know, 10 years, 11 years after his passing, because he was just such an incredible man to me. I needed to share him with the world. But I do have him within me, and everything I've learned between him, my mother, and father to some degree, is, is who I am. Um, and that's the gift of this book. And, and I know you haven't read the book yet or had a chance to, but when you do, you'll understand the power of the book uh, and the wisdom of Charlie, my grandfather. And, um, and when we go into, again, if, right, when you're ready to go into a little bit about him, you'll understand what I'm talking about with, uh, with
0: his, uh, you know, his wisdom to share. Well, let's do that because it sounds like he's also had a different experience in life than other people. And for this to rub off on you, you're describing someone who isn't in a lot of people's lives. Right? There's not a person like that 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 profoundly affected me, uh, and I know that a lot of other people – you know, there are many different people in our histories that had little pieces to do with how they affected us, but big, and it must have meant that he walked around as a different person, quite a different person than the people around him, too. What made him the way he was?
2: Right. So, yes, I would say most people, I don't want to say 9 out of 10, that wouldn't be fair, but I'd say most people do not have the men, a mentor in their lives Nearly, nearly at the Maddox and I had, but just a mentor in general life. Um, but so that's why again I wrote the book to give back to the world. But um, the the difference is this, and he had this within him also, just from where it started. 16 years old in the island, the island of Cyprus, the country of Cyprus. You uh, relatively poor stature. His grandfather, excuse me, his father was the horse and buggy capsie guy for the island. This is the early 19 you know 1900s. Now you're talking about. And uh, he wanted to be a pharmacist because he knew the pharmacist in the area near the village was the only person that really made the money in, in the area. So he went to school to be a pharmacist uh, about sophomore into junior year. His father pulled him out to this. I can't really afford you to be in school anymore. I have three horses now. You've got to help with the family business. why well, I'm gone for a week or so at a time with your brother and sister here and your mom. You've got to kind of help with the business. I got, I'm sorry. You know, that's what it is. So he did that for a little while and then said, you know what, I don't want to be poor and remain on this island. I'm going to do something about it and do something very, very uh, magnificent. He decided in the middle of the night at 16 to pack up his few things he had and leave in the middle of the night and worked out with a merchant shipper to meet him at the dock, and he'd feed the animals for the two-week journey to Greece for a free ride. He did that. His father found out through the village that he was uh, leaving because it was a small village. He met his son on the dock and said, son, you have my blessing. I know where you're going, you have my heart, here's a few dollars I have, make us proud and do what you need to do. And that inspiration that I heard my whole entire life, his story, the inspiration behind that, just thinking about that. If this man did that to go off on his own, how dare I fail in life? How dare I not succeed at the sacrifice that this man took, willing to die trying? So that, to me, is the most, one of the most powerful messages that he delivered to me, and I've never forgotten at that young age. And, and that's what made him different, to have the fortitude and the ability to make that decision to make, and, and really go forward.
0: Yeah. Well, we are bordering on people being sort of able – you can understand why people would look at all of this and go, well, see, that's proof that there's something in that man. That's not a me or some kind of an excuse that could be made up because, like, honestly, most people stay pretty close to where they were born. Right, and right. they, you know, they. we talk to an awful lot of people here that are always really radically different than, you know, their surroundings because, you know, it would make for a pretty boring show to have just average Joes on all the time. <laughs> but, you know, they travel a lot and people tune in and they're like, I want to travel a lot. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to succeed and uh, but there's fear involved in that, and it's whatever their upbringing, whatever programming they had, is also contributing to the way they are and the decisions that they make. And, and, um, and you know, just like it affected you in such a profoundly positive way to have him as a mentor, to have this man as a mentor, people were profoundly affected by other things like negative programming, like not being supported and being down on themselves and then having the fear to go, I. I'm in the middle of this change, or I want to change, or I, I look at people like you, and I want to be more like that. I want to be that free. I want to be that energetic. Um, I want to be that success-minded. But things hold them back. So so whatever it is holding them back, what do you do with people like that? I mean, you speak on stages. You talk to so, so many people. You you've getting, You're getting feedback on the book and everything else from people, I'm sure, that are asking these kinds of questions. How do you take them out of that situation where they're, Talking themselves out of something because you guys, you and your grandfather, were clearly just different people. You have something they don't. Can you go into that a little bit further?
2: Absolutely. You know, most people, the, the big words, fear, rejection, disappointment, difficulty, failure, I can go on and on. There's, there's dozens of words like that. They're easy to use. Uh, most people have all of that, and they, they talk themselves out of anything before they do it. That's the biggest, biggest problem they have. It won't work. I'm going to fail. I'm, I'm not going to make it happen. I'm not him. I can't do it. So take all that off the table. Take all that off the table, and, and I always start with putting a plan of action in place, Forget all the fear. If you knew you could have an opportunity and you had all the money in the world, let's say, to do something, let's just say make make out a plan of action of what you need to do. And I talk about different buckets of life because life is is a lot of different buckets. So we won't go into that again, but I mentioned it before. But when someone's going to do something, most people don't have the plan of action to do it. They don't have the goals in place to do it. They just talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. They waste more energy talking about it than they put some of that energy into doing it. Mm -hmm. So what I tell people is stop talking and do Stop talking and make a plan. Stop talking and do the research because here's an example. If you want to be the best lawyer in the world and you're still in school, I don't care what age you are or whatever profession it is, there's more information on the web and people around you to to garnish the best business plan you possibly could have in your life simply by researching and also by maybe interviewing five of the best attorneys you can get your hands on and ask them the same question about how they succeeded, why are they different, what did you learn that I can learn from you, know, what were your big mistakes in life that you can tell me, you can go on and on. Why are you different than the rest? Why are you more successful than the rest? I can go on in 50 mm. different tangents like this. See, my message is very clear. Forget the feeling, the fear, and the failure, and, and the worry. Okay, because those words are just all – those. Those there's love. That's like in, in our brain. It, the brain loves massage and that kind of baloney. Focus on the positive. What has Mm -hmm. to happen? Now, listen, it's not easy. None of this is easy. If it was easy, everybody would be successful. If it was easy, everyone would be wealthy. If it was easy, everyone would be traveling the world. It's not easy. And that's why very few, the few percentage actually succeed in life because it's a lot of hard work, commitment, sacrifice, and dedication. There's no question about it. It's not hard. I'm It's not easy. It's very hard. So people need to be willing to commit, and most people don't commit. I'll give you an example. People go to the, all these motivational speaking events or inspirational speaking events, and they get all juiced up, and it could be from Tony Robbins down to the smallest guy doing them. They get all juiced up, and they're excited and motivated. I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to do this. That's great. And 90% walk out and do nothing. It's a fact. 90% walk out and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you're saying because people, I don't want to use the word lazy because that's not fair, but people, they just don't want to put the time in place. I tell people, give me the map of what you want to do. Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? You want to be successful? You want to be healthy? You want to get a better relationship with your spouse? Whatever. I keep touching the, I'm based on these things. This is all life. So get up an hour earlier. Go to bed an hour later and squeeze in two hours and start working on your plan. Did you put your plan together yet? What's the plan of attack? So, you know, all this stuff matters. I've heard... I'm sure you have as well, people that are make make career changes in the middle of their lives with a family they got to worry about, and they still put the time to make a career change. The wife supports them. They know they have the finance at least to have the fortitude to go on for so long. They have a good plan. They looked at that and said, we can make it for 6 to 12 months with this change. Let's go and do it. So, you know what I'm saying? That's putting a plan in place and then and then going at it like, like there's no tomorrow. So, you know, this is all – I know this sounds like rah-rah stuff, but this is
0: the way you do it. You know what I'm saying? This is how it works. Yeah. Do you ever, let's try to figure out your philosophy a little bit more uh, in detail. Are are you the John Wayne school of learning how to swim? You just pick the kid up by his belt and throw him in the river and just say, get on that boat, do the big thing right now. Get on a boat and leave your country behind. (laughs) Or, you know, like, or do you ascribe more to, or is it prescriptive? Maybe it's specific to context, but... You know, or do you tell people to just bite off one piece here? Just take one step and let the momentum begin to build. Which yeah. uh, side of the, the fence are you on, or, or do you use both?
2: Um, no, I'm definitely more of a smart planner. I'm more of a strategic thinker and smart planner, and laying laying it out, mapping it out, and just know knowing I'm going to conquer it and just going after everything I have. My grandfather like, did have somewhat of a plan as well. He knew there was a lawyer. He knew one lawyer in New York and uh, Greece. So, so that's where he knew he'd be working. He'd get a job there to work for that person. He saved money for two years. Then he went to London for two years because knew there was a lot of direct uh, ships going to Ellis Island from London. When he got there, he found a job as a telegraph operator, saved enough money to come to America. And when he came to America, he started shining shoes because he knew that was the easiest way to start making money. So he kind of always had the plan in place. The, the magnificent approach of how he did it, or departure, I should say, is by leaving in the middle of the night, of course, because never could have faced his mom and dad leaving Uh, face-to-face obviously for both for a lot of reasons but I think with me it's more of knowing what I need to do with a plan and just you know laying it out and just going after it so I think you know For me, as far as the the kids swim, I'd rather get them lessons and then then teach them to swim that way. So, um, you know, I don't know about the sink or swim strategy. I think, you know, obviously, if you get off your horse, get back on it, that whole strategy works. But I think, you know, you definitely in in the day and age we're in today, there's so much information on the web and everywhere around us that if you can't be a success in whatever you want to do in life, it's because you're not trying hard enough. Um, I'm not going to call someone a failure or lazy. I just think they are not trying hard enough. That's the difference.
0: Yeah. So what is, what's your motivation when you're speaking to people? What are you looking for? What do you want to get out of a speaking engagement or an interaction with an individual? Are you searching for the people who are the types that are ready to go and they just need what you have, just a little bit of wisdom, just a little bit of a plan, and, and they're ready to go? Or, or are you wanting to reach deep into that crowd and save the people who others can't or have not been able to get to? What's, what's your motivation?
2: You know, there's so many great speakers, and everyone's got a little bit of a different message. You know, my my message and the way I wrote the book, you know, how to succeed in business and life, you know, because it's not just about business or about life. You need to succeed in both. So it's really one whole encompassing project to really be successful in life. Um, so, my message is to people is to try and inspire them, motivate and empower them to be the best they can be, to strive for excellence, but also think of others, help others along the way, help others all around you it 's about life it 's about conquering this life in a good light in a good way um, and my grandfather 's lessons that we may touch on is fifteen of them, but that 's the whole point of it so my my exciting part of being on stage in front of people or even with someone one-on-one, and just friends and people I know, colleagues as well, or people I'm working with, is generally to influence them in a positive way, to move them in a positive way, to live their life a little bit better, a little stronger, a little brighter, have a smile on their face, open the door for somebody, be excellent, be better better you could possibly be at whatever you're doing. So it's that whole message of strive for excellence. and Be the best you can be. Uh, be joyful, enjoy life, be, be grateful, be thankful for everything you have. Um, people need to appreciate more uh, the things they have instead of wanting other things. Uh, live your own life. Don't try to live someone else's life. Uh, I like to you know, say you know, be who you are, not who you are not. So work, focus on who you are instead of worrying about the person down the street or being somebody else. Live your own dreams, live your own goals, have your own dreams and goals. You know, these are some of the things I work towards and my, and I, my objective to get across, um, inspire people in that way. I think everybody can be better. Um, I'm a man of uh, wonderfully in, uh, acknowledging critique when it's worthy. I love to improve myself, so I think people should take on critique as a, a way of improving yourself uh, and taking it on positively.
0: The 15 principles, how easy are those to touch on? Can we, can we get them... Uh... Can we tackle those uh, in the time that we have, or is yeah, there a way yeah, that sure. you can highlight the the best of
2: the best? Yeah, they're all they're bullets. I mean, they're bullets. I can say them in two minutes, but we can touch on them. Sure. There's there's just bullets in okay. general, and, and I know them all. and It's just it's a matter of just going through them. So um, we could touch on them. So basically, we have. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, so so there's 15 lessons. You know, lessons from my grandfather, lesson points. I mean, the book is obviously uh, uh, has, has a whole much more you know, as far as how much whole. A lot more. Give me mean, a lot more information about quotes and information in general. But there's 15 principles that he lived by, and I uh, I like to highlight those, and that's what I did in the first chapter. Um, so my first most uh, important one is attitude is everything. When you think about that word attitude, you know how powerful that word is, and I always mention that that's my most favorite one of all 15 because attitude plays into everything you do in life, every aspect of life powerful part of it is how you handle life is your attitude how you take on life how you handle people you know how you handle what you want in life is your attitude and when you have a positive attitude it's magnetic when you're positive in general and you're you're upbeat it's magnetic so the word attitude is everything excuse me the the, the bullet point attitude is everything uh, is powerful um i'll pause on that in case you have any points or questions so i'll go on to the next one but that's big Oh, let's let's go.
0: I I, want, I feel like we're going to get on a roll here, <laughs> but yeah, that is yeah, you know, that is very very important. It is weird. Actually, I do have one thing to say about that because I've watched myself. I'm I'm probably the keenest observer of myself as most people are with themselves. They they live with themselves, and I notice when I'm when I'm when I'm. i say maybe I'm on, but it, I guess really what it's what you're talking about is I'm, I have an attitude toward my day toward my life at the moment, in the present, being present, um, where I can tell the difference when my attitude is just, uh, eh, or when I'm I'm really on, and I come across to people, I I notice the difference in the result, the outcomes that I get in working with people, with partners, and, and things like that when I'm on, when my attitude is adjusted properly, when I feel like, you know, confidence and all kinds of things. Is that, is that kind of what you're talking about? You 100%, can just have a much 100%. better outcome when you're Yeah, home. everything.
2: Okay. Everything attitude. You know, smile on your face, positivity in your voice when you're talking to somebody, when you're greeting someone, you could be at a coffee shop or just dealing, doing business or in your relationship. It's just it's attitude is everything. So just, that's a powerful bullet. But all that stuff, yes. Yeah. Um, and it is okay. everything you said it's correct. So the next one is take the mighty risks. Obviously, that speaks for itself. Uh, he believed in you know taking risks when needed, uh, calculated risks. Sometimes, uh, you know, he was willing to put his life on the line to take his big risk when he was sixteen. Obviously, so that was big, big risk. But you know, take the money risk. You got to take chances in life. Um, you know, be smart with your chances and be smart with the failures, but take risks. So that's um, just pretty much you know step off that ledge when needed, but you know have a safety net, know what you're doing. Um,
0: well, what is what is risk to you? I mean, like. it seems like people and myself, we, I know that I would look at risk a little bit slightly different than you. One reason would be because you have more experience in an area than I do. So what doesn't look like a big risk to you looks like a giant one to me because I don't have that confidence. I don't have the the attitude around that particular step that it makes it too cripplingly uh, uh, risky to me. But like, You said mighty, did you say mighty risk? Mighty risk, take the mighty risk. You're talking about epic stuff here, right? Yeah, well, a career change
2: is big. Uh, You know, if you're going to get married, if you're going to get divorced, those are big changes. If you're going to, you know, move, uh, whatever type of big risk in life. I mean, it relates to life, life, business, family, right, all that stuff. Um, So for him um, and for me, you know, taking mighty risks to me means really just taking calculated risks. Um, You know, you take chances in life. And I think at the end of the day, if you put your time into it and research, hopefully you make the right decisions. I mean, I know people that have changed careers, you know, which is risky. You know, get, get bought out of one company, start another one from scratch, and you know, have the support of your family, know you're doing that, but know that you've mapped out the plan to not fail. Um, you, know, you, you can talk about a lot of different areas about taking risks, but yeah, it's just basically so, be able to have faith in yourself, and that's the big thing. And I wanted to touch on that, is to have faith and believe in yourself and others around you. That's a very big word. He had and big faith, my grandfather, in himself and spiritually.
0: So you're not ever really talking about flying on a trapeze with no net. You you no, always no. back up what you say with a plan. You always yeah, back up, yeah. you know, you keep coming, you follow it up with, but I know the steps and I know I'm taking a calculated risk and right. I think that's really important. It's not getting right. people to jump out of planes without parachutes and stuff.
2: Right, right. I think that's why we always talk about the plan, the plan, the plan. It could be a four four bullets on a page or, or a fourteen page plan. You gotta map it out. You gotta map out the plan. Map out where you wanna be. You know, have those levels of goals and dreams and desires from 1, 2, 3, 4, 10, 15, whatever it is, have the highest one and work backwards. But you know, once you accomplish one goal or one dream then you wanna have another one set right away to work towards that one. one You don't want to stop working towards something always. So, yeah, taking mighty risks is big. It's just just what it speaks about.
0: Yeah. It's funny because a lot of times when I feel like I've taken a giant risk and I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, this is risky. And then you get past it, and a lot of times, almost all the time, you look back on it and go, that wasn't so bad. That really doesn't feel at the end of it. When you accomplish something, you feel like eh. That really wasn't very risky at all. And then you see somebody on the other side of that fence, and they haven't taken it yet. They don't have the direct experience with it. And they don't know if they're going to succeed with it or not. And they're just as scared as you just were. And you can, you know, I think that's kind of like what people like you are about. You're you're over here going, you're cheering them on. Like, no, man, it's not that bad. It's it's really, you can do this. It seems to be like your M.O. a little bit.
2: Right, just plan it out. I'm just all about planning it out. Just figure it out, lay out the map, and just tackle it. Just attack it, attack it and tackle it. That's what it's all, it's all about. Yeah. So, so all the next, right, one is, yeah, next one is be resilient, persevere, and never give up on yourself. And those words, again, go along with the top two, and everything go along together. It's about taking the mighty risk. But be resilient, persevere, and never give up on yourself. And those, each of those words are very powerful in their own Right. Uh, you know, be resilient, obviously stand strong in what your beliefs are, um, persevere, you know, make it through, and obviously never give up. So he was always about striving for the best, be the best you could be, move forward, don't look back, you know, stay stay, stay in your ground. If you've got to get through something, around it or over, just figure it out. So it's all about that whole part of life. Um, you know, when this when this man was on the streets of New York, you know, he came into Ellis Island three weeks after the stock market crash, which is probably the worst time to come to his, his, sa- his safe haven or his, his place for the future. <laughs> Um, you know, food lines. Living in an apartment with six other six other guys, I uh, slept on a bed one night a week, and uh, you know, got this the shine going. Um, this is the same man that told me, with probably the most serious tone of the 37 years I knew him, that uh, you know, Mark, when I started shining shoes. I got my shoebox there and I was shining shoes as a 20-year-old boy and not for one second did I think I was beneath anybody. I was doing my job. I had honor in the labor of working and finally making money for myself and I was doing a good job and I was happy. I was joyful and I was shining their shoes and people loved speaking to me, loved talking to me. I was there and I was doing the best I could and they knew that and they would come back because they knew that I had that passion and excitement and they were there to help me but I was also helping them. And again, I didn't feel that they were above me. I was just a regular person, regular boy doing my thing a young adult at that point so that's powerful in its own right to think about that because that message to me was 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 so powerful amongst many of his other messages Um, to just, you know, stand your ground, be strong, be resilient, persevere, never give up. And he was doing what he had to do. And that job led to the next job, and that job led to the next job. that's kind of how he did it. But he realized at a young age, he told told me, Mark, you know, I figured this out at a young age. At 20 years old on that street in New York, I figured this out. Do a good job. Be joyful at what you do. Show some passion. Show some excitement. And be good at what you do. And people will like you. People will want to work with you. And that's exactly what he did.
0: Oh, man. So far, this one's my favorite because it also combines with attitude, right? Uh, he, I can picture him. I'm almost picturing a movie scene with Brad Pitt in it, and I can't remember the movie, um, and it wasn't even really Brad Pitt. It was a kid playing the child version of Brad Pitt that he grows up into later, and he had an attitude, and it's almost like a scene in a movie where there's other boys shoe shining, and they believe 100% that what they are doing and who they are is just a lowly shoe shine kid. That's what right. they and 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 the the I, anybody who's a fan of of those kinds of movies knows right away. He plays characters that are just yeah, like a, right. not above his station, but he nobody could talk to him about you know or kick him while he's down because he doesn't feel down. He's not he down. didn't feel he, he didn't
2: just, feel he's beneath anybody or lower than anybody exactly.
0: Yeah, and they're always figuring things out. I can picture your grandfather looking around on the street, just figuring things out, not just living in this world of I'm a shoe shiner, I'm right. I'm just this thing, I'm just gonna keep my head down. I feel like he's probably that kind of person that's always figuring things out and always looking at how people human nature interactions, how things work. So that's why he wasn't just a shoe shiner too, right? Because he he was on his way somewhere and this is part of the journey to going somewhere and he was always trying to figure out things. Yeah, it's man, you, 100%. you might want to sell the rights to this. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Well I'm working on that with my a movie a movies in my thoughts. Good, but he good. uh he um he absolutely uh used that opportunity to look at it in his mind as a stepping stone. He knew, you know what he also said to himself? He said to his second part was, Mark, I knew I wouldn't be shining shoes forever. I knew I wouldn't be doing it forever, but it was, it was where I needed to be at that time, and I gave my all to it. And that's what you do when you're in work or any labor you have. You give your all to it because if you have 100 people that start a job on day one, who's going to shine and get the promotion? Who's going to shine and move ahead is the one that puts the time in, that has the passion, that comes in early, that stays in late, that shows they care. They get the raises. It's that 1% that get it. That was me on the street of New York. I knew it was a stepping stone to the next opportunity, and I damn well was going to do the best job I could while I had that job to, to look for that next opportunity, to get that new chance, and that's how it plays out. So that's the message. Uh, it's powerful and it's right. Hmm. So well, next one my here. kid
0: who is well, my kid's 12 years old and he's going to be getting the book, and we're going to be going through this stuff because this is the kind of stuff uh, I really want him to know. This Is the kind of stuff I want to teach him. But you've really got a framework for this that is like, wait, I can cheat so hard off of you uh, yeah, right. right now and and really help him out. And and this is a really crucial point in his life where he's picking yeah, up yeah. an awful lot of things about how he's going to be later on and and uh so yeah man i'm a fan already yeah. let's go Thank
2: let's you. Thank go yeah i would tell you i would love it. if every senior in high school and every senior in college would read this book as a mandatory reading i, I mean boy it would change your life i mean I, everyone i'm coming across is reading the book i mean from all ages it's impacting them but for the for the younger generation to get this book in their hands to give them the start that no the very few have it's very powerful um so that's that's kind of part of my goal is in life too, to continue to get it down that path but um so, okay, this is a good one. Now we have, uh, I'm going to make sure you look at the time here. We've got about 18 minutes left, I guess, but we've got to click through these then. So everyone, in, everyone you pass in life has something to teach you. So he would tell me, this is, again, profound in its own measure, that everybody in life you can learn from. It could be a person on the street that you just bump into. It could be someone at a higher level. But everyone has something to teach you. So if someone's telling you something, make sure you listen. Even if you know the story, or you've heard it already before, let them finish, because you may learn something different, or their ending may be different. But listen to people, don't think you know it all, and you can learn from everybody. So he was a big, big preacher of that. And that was something I've always uh, kept my ears open and my mouth shut at times and listened as much as I can to absorb knowledge. He was a man of learning. He learned from the streets, you know, learned knowledge from the streets, from his businesses that he was involved with, the people he was involved with. And that's how he learned. Um, so he was a big proponent of that. You know, the whole, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that transition is to also listening. Oh. So that one, that one, I think, speaks for yeah. itself, obviously. Um, yeah, that's a good one. No, so the next one is no one ever does it alone. He was a big, big believer in helping others around you and seeking help when need be. So he talks about team and people that you work for and people who work, that work for you working together for a common goal. So no, no one ever thinks they – well, actually, some people think they do it by themselves. But he was humble enough to always say – And that's one of my other bullets, by the way, I'll get to it. But he was always humble enough to say, you know, you never do it alone. You know, you're going to have a lot of people that helped you get where you are in life and always acknowledge them, always remember them. People around you, show them love, show them care, show them them they mean something to you, whether it's people that work for you, whether it's a little dollar here, dollar there, if you're in the hospitality industry, like I said, or if you just want to make them feel good and tell them they're doing a great job. But just be aware of the people around you. And, you know, you're not doing anything by yourself, no matter where you are in level. There's always people working for you or with you. So he was always, always big about acknowledging people. And, and continue to always do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Next,
2: next one, never stop moving in the direction of your dreams. So, again, I laid that out earlier, and that's one thing he always told me, too, is, you know, lay out your goals and dreams. Write them down. Write them down and follow them and work towards them. And that's how when you get up in the morning, that's what you strive for. That's the exciting part. It could be something as simple as wanting to go to the gym and lose weight. So great. When you get up in the morning at 6 o'clock, get your feet hit the ground and know that you're working towards your goal, getting in the gym and eating healthy. Whether it's about working on your relationship, maybe you get up in half an hour early with your wife or your spouse or husband and get out and go, go for a walk around the uh, development, around the, around the beach, whatever it may be. Put things in place and then – Make it happen. So, never stop moving in the direction of your dreams. Has to do with all these things. So, it's a, he was a big proponent of just making it happen. So that's again another just another quick little message. We when we touched on that a couple of times already so, anyway.
0: Yeah, but it's almost but one one thing that stuck out is you get up in the morning with some direction right away. Like yes. you're continuing the day before based on a plan that you love yes. that you're in love with. Yes. And then you are always in motion. Then you can't stop. Then there's no reason exactly. to stop. There's no thought of stopping. And I think that's right. pretty powerful.
2: And that's why when you said earlier how you, know, you motivate every day, because I have a plan of actions in my head. I have things I'm doing every day. I got things I'm, I'm working on. So I just know I want to get the day started and keep going. So that's, uh, that's big for everybody. And, this is, again, it comes back to if you right. want to change in your life, then be the change you want. You know what I'm saying? Very simple. If you want to change mm-hmm. your life, be the mm-hmm. change you want. Just start with yourself. Um, go the extra mile. Again, that just speaks for itself. And you know, everything you're doing, you know, work towards excellence. That's what, rather than have that be a bull. Is go the extra mile with everything you do. Whether it's customer service, whether it's in your relationship, whether it's in your health, or your, or your, your uh, you know, your entrepreneurship towards your career, whether it's about philanthropy, whatever it may be, go the extra mile. So that was it. Just don't be mediocre. Don't be average. Everyone's average. It's easy to be yeah. average. I shouldn't say everyone's average. Just say it's easy to be average, and a lot of people are average. But be. Uh, be ex- exceptional. Go the extra mile. Uh, remain humble always. He was a very, very big man on humility and being humble. You can be knowledgeable. You can be an expert. You can be confident. You can be wealthy. You can be successful. But you can also be humble. And being Humble with all those things makes you so much more attractive in life to people around you. So it's the obnoxious people, the phony people, the pretentious people that actually, unfortunately are losing the idea of what life really is and what it means to be, but you can have all that and be humble. And how much better is that in life? Yeah. So that's what it he is. was It is. I've been on
0: both sides of that. I've had, a, I've had an attitude, a chip on my shoulder, a big giant ego, and I don't have as fond of memories of, of life in those times as I do when I had all of that under control. And so it makes a really big difference in practically everything. You can forget, you can be following all these principles and get this one wrong and none of the rest of them matter, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah. just remain
0: humble. Just enjoy life. Be who you are.
2: Have a good time. Help other people. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry about peer pressure. Just be who you are. Enjoy life. Um, And and things will come together. So, yeah, remaining humble was a very big, very big thing for him. He didn't like phonies. He would tell me a lot of times, I don't like phonies. He never liked phonies. He doesn't like phonies i um, use that word loosely. Uh, so the other one here is look for what others don't see. So this is important because, you know, when you are with people in general, you know, or just anything you're doing, you look for what others don't see, which means to pay attention. You know, be alert, be aware. You know, when you're speaking to someone, be in the moment. Talk to that person. You know, if they think, if they, think they have a need, help them out. Give him some guidance. People are always about, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Right, have a nice day. You know, look for what others don't see. Look for just enlighten yourself. Be, be aware to life, everything around you. So he, he was very big on that, just being more, being more there, being more aware.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. most people are on it's the way. Sort to of like
0: being world. aware of the fact that there's a matrix. It's almost like, it almost feels like sometimes like the rest of the world is just a bunch of actors acting in ways for my benefit so that I can be the steer. I can be the guy that notices stuff. Sometimes it feels like that. Like if there, if everybody got all this stuff, you wouldn't be able to have a crowd to speak to at your next gig. Right. 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 Cause everybody would get it. Everybody would know. It's almost like we're playing roles for each other so that there can be a person who is like that. And your grandfather sat, took that role on just said, this yeah. is who I'm going to be. I'm going to be the guy that notices things that is humble, that does all of these things that you're talking about. And, it sounds maybe oversimplified, but at the same time, it's pretty powerful to just say you can make that decision to be that. Like right yeah. now, you can just decide yeah. to be all of those yeah. things. Yeah, and
2: I'll throw in a you couple words into that. don't a college board that. or anything. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw in a couple words. Be be aware, be alert, be detailed, be thorough. I can throw all those words into that cause that's what it comes down to. Look what others don't see. Be detailed, be organized, be aware. These are all big words. So, yeah, so big time. Um, this is a biggie be awake and alive to the suffering of others. So he would tell me that, and he meant it profoundly. He helped more people get jobs, he helped more people get housing, he helped more people in general, he gave more people money, he sent money back to his family every single year who was making money, even when he didn't have any, hardly any, to his mom, dad and sister and brother. This is a man that helped a lot of people in this world, and even not just with that, but with guidance. As he got older, he gave people guidance, shared his wisdom with people. So he was always, always about, look, excuse me, be awake and alive to the suffering of others. Be aware of people around you. And this goes along with the whole one of, you know, look for what others don't see. But he was very, very big on that. Um, and this is a man that, but that lived and breathed it. So he always says, it's not just about you, be awake and alive. What's going on around you, help others as, as you can help others in need. When people just say they're doing okay, or they're having a bad day, see how you can help them. So, um, I live my life that way. You know, I, I do help a lot of people get jobs when need be, or I help connect people together. It's whatever I can do, you know, philanthropy, things, and that nature. So I I, uh, I take this to heart. It makes you a better person to help others around you. You know, that's what they always talk about. You do do for others, and, then, and then don't worry about it coming back, but life life is better that way. It makes you
0: feel good. It makes you feel tremendously well. I mean, I bet that's a better feeling for you than most other feelings like when you're just doing something for yourself even if it's a goal when you were young to say one day i'm going to have this or one day i'm going to do this and then you find yourself now accomplishing that even that kind of thing can take a back seat to helping someone out who's who's really 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 needs it and you're like the only one and it just gives you a feeling like no other
2: yeah, it's a powerful thing. Even just getting someone a job that landed a job that's looking for a while and you help them connect with somebody, even something as simple as that, it's, just, it's great. Um, yeah. So, and then this is another to, to work is to survive, and that is not enough. So, again, to work is to survive, and that is not enough. Because what he said to me was, we all have to work to make a living, unfortunately, in this world. Most of us all have to do that. And, and you know, basically, but that's not where it starts and ends. You want to enjoy life. So, what you do is you're working to make a living live below your means and enjoy your life with family and friends. And that's the best part of it. So it wasn't about, you know, just work, 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 make money, make money, make money, and then die a lonely person. Uh, It was basically about, and also have the stress of having too many bills. It's about working, make your income, know what your income is, live below your means, and enjoy your life. There's a big profound message in that bullet most people don't understand yeah. that i'm a very big proponent of live below your means and you'll beat the rat race because you never have the stress to worry live below your means don't worry about what someone else doing on the street worry about yourself if you want to have more then work harder you want to have more then take some chances you want to have more then put a plan in place to get more don't complain about having more or wanting more or try to be someone else or you know be in, feel you're inferior to someone else down the street just be who you are, work towards it. Just Be happy with what you have and who you are. And that was, you know, again, a profound message built into this, but that's what it comes down to, to workers to survive, and that is yeah. not enough. Um, okay, we got about, I guess, like eight minutes left here?
0: Yeah, I think we're doing good. I think we're going okay, to make it.
2: Okay, good. good. <laughs> I'm watching closely. Okay, so be thankful for what you have. This, I had mentioned this earlier, to be grateful, to be happy, to be content. Find something every day to be grateful for. Be great to wake up every morning and thank God or just thank whatever you believe in or your faith to say, I'm grateful for something today. I appreciate something today. The fact you get up in the morning is a great start to the day. That's how I look at it. Um, you know, some people don't get up in the morning, unfortunately. Uh, but being grateful for what you have. Is very very important, and I don't think a lot of people look at that and are thankful in general, whether it's for their family or for their career or for anything, the relationship with their, this person they have. So, that is what it is. Be thankful for what you have. He was always a very very thankful person, and he always wanted me to understand that and and go through life with that. There are no limits okay. and no ends. So I'm sorry, God. We gonna say something?
0: No, no. Okay. I'm just absorbing. I was just agreeing. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes.
2: There are no limits and no ends. So what he meant by that was
0: simple simple as
2: simply as the boy leaving the dock there's no limits and no ends you can be or become anything you want in life or be and become anything you set your heart and your mind to so he said don't set boundaries for yourself don't set walls for yourself don't think you can't accomplish something and that's why I'm very big on just kids in general or anybody when i hear them say i can't do that or i can't be that or that's not who i am or i'm going to fail whatever it may be those negative thoughts are they, they they're pollution the poisoning your brain so Think that you can do everything. Think that you're positive, and I think that you can accomplish things. But also know there's no limits and no ends. You you can become anything you want in life if you put the time, energy, money, sometimes and sacrifice into it. So, as clear as that message is, there's no limits and no ends. Don't set don't set boundaries for yourself, whether it be false boundaries, or just walls in general.
0: Well, one of the people that helped me uh, out with that was was Gina, uh, and and learning about leverage and realizing that. accomplish something it doesn't mean that you're the one who gets to the top of the mountain first and waves the flag it means that you're taking people with you you're leapfrogging you're using everybody's very specialized expertise to get where you want to go and i think a lot of people just picture themselves climbing these mountains by themselves and, and and planting their flag in or that they fail a lot of times because they think that way right they don't they don't think about partnerships they don't think about leverage they don't think about the information doesn't all have to come from you and be in your head in order for you to pull this thing off heroically monumentally by yourself right
2: right exactly 100 percent right that's why there's no limits no ends you can have as much help as you want around you and leverage as much as you want um don't be a taker be a giver too but you got a lot of leverage around you so yes exactly no limits and no ends Believe in yourself sure. always. We're talking about that as well. Believe in yourself always. I'm sorry we were more on that. but um, And leveraging that as well. But believing in yourself is, again, having the faith to move along. Um, actually, we were on the other one. I'm sorry. So Believe in yourself always, it comes down to really, again, having the faith in yourself. He, my grandfather was a man of faith. He had strong faith internally, believing things would be okay, that things would work out. But he also felt like he had an angel on his shoulder looking after him throughout life, but that's because he had heavy faith. You can have faith in the religious form or faith in yourself. I believe everybody should have faith in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in your accomplishments. Don't think you're a failure. Don't think you can't accomplish something. Don't think you're no good. That's all just poisoning your brain. Your brain's the most magnificent machine, powerful machine in this world. You can accomplish anything you set your mind out to set. And they talk about that. You can be anything you, can be, anything you want in life. You can set your mind to something and do it. That's because you can. You can retool your brain. So believing in yourself always is a is really something that's, that's most magnificent of all, all these bullets as well is looking in the mirror and believing who you are. Now, if you're not happy with pieces of your life or your life in general, then you need to do some soul searching. See, my whole thing is about self-improvement, self-awareness. Who am I? Am I the best version of myself? My book talks about that a lot. Are you the best version of yourself? Are you being the best you can be? So this is all inner reflection. That's why life has so many different buckets to look at. You've got to become better at who you are to help others around you be better at who you are to work harder and be more profound in life. This comes down to believing in yourself and believing in who you are as a good person. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, the last one here on the bullets is be joyful. My grandfather lived a life of joy. This man smiled and laughed and had a good time. He lived to the ripe age of 97. And all along the way, boy, I could tell you how many stories this, this man told and how many, how many laughs we had and happy hours and joyfulness. And I can tell you he had a very rough life from where he started to where he, where he came to. And never did I hear him tell a negative story or talk about anything that wasn't good, or talk about bad stuff. This man was in World War II, Normandy Beach invasion, on a Navy vessel bombing the, 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 the land, saw all sorts of crazy things there, never really harped on that, was in some other situations in life that were negative, had a very, very hard time. Think about coming to New York on food lines, sleeping on the bed one night a week, you know, watch shining shoes, not knowing where his next meal is coming from sometimes. You know, yet, yet he persevered. Yet he conquered. Yet he kept moving forward. Yet, he, yet there was no walls. He took the mighty risks, right? He helped others. So he lived his life this way. And when you think about, you know, the whole magnificence of this individual and still being joyful that's just just speechless about that, and, and that's the part of joy that I get out of life. He enjoyed people. He enjoyed life, and I was very blessed to have that around me. So, again, a little piece of joy from this book that people read and get that message. Uh, a lot of people tell me, I wish I would have met Charlie after I read my book, and they say, I feel like I know him from reading it, but I really wish I, I would have met this man. And um, that's, that's, what, that's exactly
0: what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, Add me to that list, because I know a yeah. lot of people must feel like that, but also... I hope that people start to remember people like your grandfather that have already been in their lives. They may have just come into brief contact with him, but there are so many traits that you're describing that I have seen in other people. And some of those people I'm able to call my friends, uh, family members. And and it's really great. It's really, uh, it's really awesome. We are running out of time. I wish we had more time. Lessons from my grandfather. Wisdom for success in business and life can be grabbed at grandfatherlessons.com. Mark, I wish we had more time. I want to have you back. It's it's really been a, a wonderful time. Thanks so much for being on Leverage Masters.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. You can get on Amazon as well, but thank you. I appreciate the one's fine. Okay. Uh, thank you yeah, thank so you. much, Gina, Mark. I know
1: this thank is you. certainly a topic that is near and dear to my heart personally. Um, without being positive, I would not even exist right now. I would have died many years ago. So, right, thank you right. so much for sharing the lessons. And we will oh, my be back pleasure. same Thank time, you. same place next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. Have a fantastic, positive week, everybody.
2: Thank you again.
0: Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters.